All right, guys. So I have my favorite person with me. I'm back. And we are. What are we talking about today, Jeremy? Talking about new age dating. And we're also doing vision boards. Vision board. Vision board. How you feel about the way people do it? It sucks. Big time. Why you say that? Um. Because people don't get to know you anymore before they try to date you, you know? What do you mean by that? I wasn't expecting that answer. So I'm, I'm a little... um, they hit you with all the possessive stuff, like, oh, you mine, you ain't going nowhere, all of that type stuff. And it's like, dang, you don't even know my favorite color. So I, I think my issue with... Or my middle name. Or my last name. I think my issue with new age dating is that we let social media determine what's supposed to be done in a relationship. Facts. Like, I don't, I don't think it's a set rule on on love or dating. I don't think it's any set rules about how to do it. Besides, what you, what the two people that are dating or in a relationship, I think what they decide. Yeah, on. what they decide. That's the as that's far the as speed. But like. I see constantly every day is uh, exactly like it does take over. Like I see people constantly, this is how it's supposed to be, and they see it. They see a post. I'm like, yeah, this is facts, and I mean, nah, it's however somebody else see it. Like it could be truth to you, but it could be a you know false reality to somebody else. Like they don't need that in their relationship, but they don't need that to uh, survive off of dating nowadays. So what was wrong with dating before social media? Or was it cool? I think it was better. I mean, I mean, of course, you know, it could have it could have been I guess done differently. But I mean, I guess with social media now, you you get a sight, you get an idea or a sight of people now that you really couldn't get beforehand. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, you're walking into whatever. But before, like, but now, you know, I can see, I can look on your page and see what you talk about, how you think, in some type of way. I think like I definitely agree that social media was I mean that dating was better prior to social media because like think about how we used to I guess before social media how we used to get to know each other like obviously you couldn't do as much as you wanted to as far as getting to know a person like in school so you literally used to call each other and talk all day Feet up on the wall, phone on the charger. Literally, like you had to talk. Like, and communication is one of the main aspects when it comes to a relationship. And before there was FaceTime, before, like, you literally had to talk to that person. You know what's funny that you said that? As as time is going on, we get more advanced in technology. We get more ways to communicate. We become less social. Less social. Like when people get together in person, it I've, I've seen it. Like, it's well, like, awkward. It's awkward. Well, like not like with us. I mean, we don't. Yeah, no. I don't need social media, but I love it. I, I use it. It's a tool. You just have to learn how to balance. It's just like anything, though. Like anything can become toxic. Anything can become addictive. Too much of a good thing is bad. Exactly. But, I mean, and I think that's what it is. I think that dating is something toxic now. Mm-hmm. Like we got. Men want well, I think that I think that's always been the case. Men just want to take a punt 
And I think now, like, women have caught on to that. A lot of men don't like that, but now women actually have a podcast. Period. <laughs> 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 Which I don't think is an issue to court. I don't think it's an issue to court at all. What is courting? Dating. You know, taking my own date, you know, buy you some flowers. So is a date um, when a guy is like, pull up. Pull up on me. Like I said, I don't think there's any rules to it. It depends on what they consider a date. Some women like the chill, the chill atmosphere mm-hmm. that, that they can just sit back and relax. And you know, others like, hey, you you got to take me out to go see the world, and that's what I consider a date. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I just think it depends, it depends on your preference. Yeah. Okay. Uh, me as a guy, I prefer to go on dates. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I like to chill and sit, but I like to do stuff. Like I don't. I can't just lay up with you all, all the time. Poor social media, man. It's better because you more focused on your other half and it's, you know, poor sort of facts. Yeah, I think social media, like, like you said, if you're about to date somebody, like, you literally go and stalk their social media. I mean, I do. <laughs> so, it's just like, but then if they're that type of person that gives off a false representation of themselves via social media now you have it in your head like oh this dude is this way and that might not be who they are yeah i mean imagine what people think of you based off of your social media what does your social media say to people well i know i get i get inboxes on a daily of how people feel about me but it's not who you are as a person at all please stop <laughs> but, I don't know. I just I think I think that it could be used as a good way, but I don't I don't think that we've been utilizing social media as a proper tool on dating so far. Now, what do you think about like the apps and all of that that were created for dating? Dating apps. Mhm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, whatever helps. You're not really that sociable of a person. You don't think that you're that you're that type of person that can just attract people that you want to attract. I, I would say dating dating that's the way to go. And then that opens up to a lot more people than you will probably see on your social media. You know, you got to literally add people as friends and stuff like that. As far as like Tinder or something like that, I think you just like like swipe and see people that's in the area. So that's probably, yeah, yeah. So it's probably people that you'll never see. You got catfishes. It's 2020. I feel like if you get trapped into a catfish, you deserve it a thousand percent. I don't see how you get caught in that. Like, I'm just saying. Back in like 20, it definitely opens the doors for catfish. We Facetime as soon as we if we match, we're like, yeah, we we gonna Facetime. And I also think that like dating in this era exposes how weird people really are. Like, or you can immediately tell if somebody like lacks social skills before you even get around them you know what i'm saying or like they lack effective communication or they're not interesting like you could tell all of these things pretty quickly nowadays like to me from our from our previous podcast i will say this about everybody oh he said what's a vision for it so let me explain i haven't well mine is just starting Okay, so what we are doing is creating boards that are 
going to have like our goals and stuff visually. So a lot of people do this. They have like vision board parties and stuff like this, like pre-COVID. Um, and they use like magazines and stuff like that to visually represent their goals. So you can either do long-term goals, like if you want to stay in a different country, or if you want to have kids and a family, or you can do short-term goals, like maybe you want to go to school, stuff like that. And you just make it visual. Anyway. You, are you okay over there, Zaya? Back to dating. What I was about to say, due to our previous podcast, but I will say this though: Can we please stop comparing this generation version of dating to the to the older generations? That is something that I always see on Facebook. Is like, what's the difference? Why did our grandparents' relationships last fifty years and ours um ours don't? Yeah, like it's, it's completely two different times. Like, for one, I, I just want to speak for. Stop! Stop trying. I'm not gonna speak with my family because yikes. I, I just don't understand. How do you How do you think that you're gonna get a 1960 type of love in 2020? Look! Look at all of the things that we have to distract us from from that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But also, uh, I, think, I think the bottom principle still should. Granny's was still getting cheated on. Sorry, not sorry. Your granny was getting cheated on. And, and Smacked upside her head and cheated on. The only difference is that women back then didn't have the, the ability to move around how they want to now. Like, men, back then, they stayed together. Women didn't have that many rights. They literally only could sew, take care of kids. They really couldn't even vote for real, for real. Like, couldn't buy property, couldn't buy houses, couldn't buy land. These were all things that are part of a patriarchy that, you know, men had the right to do, but women still didn't have the rights to do in order to leave, in order to be successful, in order to take their 10 kids and go. Like, they just couldn't do those things. So, of course, they stayed in relationships for 50 years. But try me today. You going to come home to an empty house? Try me. (laughs) Try me. Do you think that? Uh, it's not your time. Uh, it's not your time. It's not your time. It's not your time. It's not your time. It's you ain't had nowhere to pull up on him because he had the only car. The only car. It ain't no cell phones. Who you gonna call the how you gonna track him? How you gonna you know make sure he he where he uh he say he is, you know? I think it was easier back then. Well you got more access now, but I think it was easier to get away with it back then. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. But that's words to use. So speaking of parenting and all of that. We can transition into the next topic, which I feel like is going to take up the bulk of our time anyway. Go ahead and share the live. 
how do y'all feel about Black Panther? Man? I'm talking uh, strictly, specifically on Black Panther. I don't want to hear nothing about King's parents, um, Muhammad's parents, my sister. So like, I'm I'm ready to tell my story. I, I feel like with the upcoming generation, we can break it. We can we can do a lot of things different. But if if we don't use the word toxic, which I hate that word. Black parents still are toxic. Yeah. If we're being honest. Yeah. Like, y'all just deal with a lot of y'all children and ways. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in whooping? Mm-hmm. Do you believe in whooping? Yes or no? Explain. I don't. I don't think that every time your child does something, you need to smack them in the side of the head. I think the punishment fits the crime. Okay, elaborate. So, what deserves a whooping? What action deserves for your child to get a whooping? Never happened to me with my kids, but say, prime example, you got like a kid running around, parents stop doing something, and say they like run up on you, like spit in your face, I'm like, what? no, ma. I've seen a lot of kids do it. What white children have you been around? Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a, that's an attitude. Fact. That's an attitude. You know, like I said, it, it depends. Like exactly, Manny. Exactly. Hurt people, hurt people, man. Like that's the biggest thing. As me being a dad, I, I, I try my hardest because uh, my dad wasn't around. So that's one. That's one thing that I try to make sure I'm always around my kids. I'm always active with them. But just because of the the childhood trauma I realized I had, I made sure that I, my kids won't be put through it, or they won't even see it. And if they hear about it, it's just like a nightmare to them. Like, that wasn't real. We didn't go through that. Could have happened, you know? So, for me, like, I think you have to understand, and a lot of parents don't take the time to understand their kids, and so they automatically result to whoopings because it's what they know. But, to me, if you take the time out, like, Kids are small people. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're literally little people. And so you have to understand that just like you are a person and different things make you tick, something makes your child tick. Something makes your child act a certain way or something is a trigger for your child based off of their personality. So the more you get to to learn your child, you'll understand that you can do different punishments that will yeah. hurt them way more than a whooping yeah. ever will. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I don't, and then again, even with that, I'm an open-minded person. I don't think there's more, I don't think there's only one way to discipline a child. Mm-hmm. Time out, take toys away, stuff like that. It's, it's different ways to do it. Because like, I was that kid, like, I ain't even gonna lie, my feelings got hurt easily. Like, my mama, you could take a book from me and I'm like crying all day. You know what I'm saying? But like, my sister, she was a totally different person. Like, we have totally different personalities. So, for her, they used to make my sister sit on her hands because my sister was like one of those people who wanted to move all the time. And so, she didn't get whooped. She made, she had to sit on her hands and she would cry. You would think she got beat because she she had to be still. But that was what made her tick. That was what excited her was to be to have her freedom to be able to move around. So if you know your child, you know that certain punishments are more effective than a whooping. Yeah, sometimes you do that. And then and like I and like I said, uh Lana, I 
I am not one that is opposed to any sorts of discipline as long as it's not overboard. Um, but I, I don't feel like you have to whip them every single time. Do whippings like, come from slavery? Hmm? Do whippings derive from slavery? Yes and no. Explain. Of course, if we did something DP, wrong, I know you didn't just whoop him because he just got here, so uh, boo. Uh, The job just fine. Do the job just fine. She does not like when her dad is mad at her. So, um, I mean, like I said, I don't. But only, only thing is, only thing is just that as far as like black parents, and that's just on the discipline aspect. There's so many, there's so many things that we could touch on. Like for example, a lot of, a lot of black parents, man, they, man, I really messed up with her. Anyway, it's still gonna be you got another half too. Don't worry about it. Just like, I'm gonna get the. I told you, mistakes need to go. You're right. But anyway, uh, they like stunning like a lot of their ch- children's growth. Oh, all in that way. What'd you say? Who? Black parents have stunned a lot of their children's growth. Like, oh, for sure. Like, a lot of my peers, like their their growth is stunning solely because of the parents. And like a lot of people, like, well, you you got to get out of there. Your parents do whatever they do. Can you and I can. Yeah. Because, okay, one thing when it comes to the black family dynamic is we have a lot of issues with authority. Like, we feel like you're supposed to do what I say do because I said so. But when it comes to you as an adult, when it comes to kids as many adults, like, we deserve explanations. Like, you can't just tell, like, it doesn't work like that. Like, my brain isn't comprehending you saying just do it. You know what I'm saying? Why? And what's wrong with giving your child a reason, an explanation? So if, if you're the if you're on here and you're the parent that sits there and says, just because I said so, think back in the time when, when, when you had to question something about church or the Bible and then somebody was like, Well, that's just the way it is. Don't question it. And you're like, Wait, what? Same way. Your kids are doing the same thing. And honestly, the more you explain to your kids, the more their brains are developing those synapses to say, Oh, okay, I can't touch the soap because it's hot because I'm going to hurt myself, then it makes sense. Just imagine how much more you do off of the strength of it makes sense. It makes sense for me to do this before I do that. It's easier on me. When you realize that, oh, I'm doing this because it's easier for myself, kids have that same that same brain that you have. It's just smaller. And so they are comprehending it like, I just can't do it because mama said so or because daddy said so. And then it doesn't make sense. So all the time they're questioning it. And that is why kids are disobedient and they do things anyways because they don't. It doesn't make sense. I'm just doing it because you said so. Humans learn by trial and error. So, um, like, when my mom is around my kids and, like, they're playing reckless and she's like, stop them. I'm like, nope. Nobody does that. 
the tunnels they pump they hit or they or they pump and they get to cry, then I go over them like but it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, now I gotta sit down because I just yeah, told I myself up. It makes sense for them. So, you know, I just feel like we have to, as parents, keep in mind the way we work is the same way that our, our kids work. Um, How do y'all feel about it? Jealousy with a black cat in the kitchen. Your whole, like, you're so, like, me and my sister, we just, me, my sister, and, uh, Zarya, we were sitting, we were sitting the other night, we were wrapping presents, mm-hmm. and we were like, man, they got all this stuff on the fly, and I'm like, and then I sat back and thought, I said, you know what, but that's how it was supposed to be, though, right, that, that we can, we can do all this, like, this, this is, this is, this is what we wanted when we had kids, to be able to get them whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. You... Can't be a parent getting mad that your child is about to prosper in life. You had your say that, child. Say that you again. Had no 10 years say that again. You had to do. Because you had your child is not your fault. Because you had to have a responsibility to take care of your kid is not your fault. I mean, it's not their fault uh, of why you can progress. That's 100% on you. And I think that a lot of parents. Even I, I don't even want to say they consciously did it. I think they unconsciously held their kids back based off of the fact that they were holding some type of grudge off of the fact that your kid was here. Oh, I didn't chase my dreams because you you were born. I didn't do X, Y, Z. I didn't live my life to the fullest because I had you. And that sucks. And- that's again your fault. You you have twenty four hours in a day. A kid ain't stopping no show. I'm still in school, as y'all can see. I still do my videos from here and there. Um, that's solely on me that I don't post my content as much as I want to. But like my, my kids don't don't stop nothing. You got to prioritize. And if anything, that should propel you forward. The fact that you have a kid, rather than thinking of it as a setback or something that's holding you back. But I do believe. Like, especially our generation, I feel like our parents had that bad. Like, I feel like they definitely stopped some moves off the strength of either jealousy or they were unconsciously toxic to their kids. Telling the kids they don't need to go out out of state to go to the same school because of X, Y, and Z. Like, look, those, you got one life. I don't want my kids to be on their deathbed and be like, what did I do? Well, what didn't I do? Go travel and have fun. Make some mistakes. Break a couple of things. I think that's just the mindset you have to. If, if you, and then I think it also boils down to the, to the fact where they're, they're somewhat guilty that they didn't do a good job because I can, I'm going to make sure that I can let, if my kids tell me, hey, I'm, dad, I'm going here, X, Y, and Z, I should have it in my mind. Well, no, you're going to sneak out and do this and that. If, if they got to sneak around and do stuff, that's your fault. You put a, you put a certain type of prayer in there. There, where they have to sneak around to do things because they don't want to get in trouble this way. So have that, have that, 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 that transparency with your child, that relationship with your child. So therefore, when they do, like, mom, dad, I'm going, I'm going to California for school. All right, I know you're doing all right out there. Be, be safe and have fun. That's that's how you actually just think about things. And I, I wish it was some some older parents of of the past generation on here because that's more so for them than us. I think that we, I think we'll probably do a great job for our kids, but. I don't know. I have to wait and see. Yeah, it's 
it's to me, I don't know, it becomes more like apparent the the generational curses that we are going to have to break with when it comes to our kids. And when people hear generational curses, like you think, see, that's what I be talking about. Um, you think alcoholism or drugs, but it's really just toxic behaviors, like literally different things that you're like, think about how it affected you as you maneuver through life and then adjust accordingly when it comes to your kids. Okay, my parent didn't spend this this amount of time with me. And as a result, I was the type of person that needed that interaction. And so now as a result, I have dependency issues as an adult. Now I have to adjust accordingly. You know what I'm saying? And when it comes to my parenting, but that is, it takes a higher uh, mindset in general and you have to heal. You cannot focus your energy on what your parents did that or didn't do because it eventually becomes your behaviors. Your energy is so focused on my mama didn't do this. My daddy didn't do this. And then you're doing it unconsciously. You have to focus your energy on your own healing in order to be better. Like you, you cannot spend your days saying, well, my mama never, never did this. My mama didn't have a college fund for me, so I couldn't go. And all this time you talking about what she didn't do and your child growing up without a college fund. Oh, if it's something that they couldn't do for you and something that they didn't provide for you, why would you want your kids to go through the same thing? Like, you should you should now both learn from each other like everything that you couldn't you couldn't. And people, okay, so this is the one for me because people call that spoon fed. How do you feel about that spoon fed reference when it comes to you providing more for your kids or even you having more as a kid than your parents had? Like what how do you let's talk about it? I used to used passion, not anymore. I used to really get mad at other people that were around me that I used to call quote unquote spoon fed. But it wasn't necessarily that I was mad at them. It was that I'm like, damn, they got all this. This is gonna be easy now. They got things that I didn't have growing up. So I'm like, damn, like, man, yeah, spoon fed. Yeah, 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 spoon fed. Like, you should want your kids to have to get it out the mud, man. Like, like, say, say that again. You shouldn't what? You shouldn't want your kids to have to get out the mud. So y'all gotta be easy. Y'all gotta be this and that. Nah, like, that's what we want to be. That's how life's supposed to be. That's why we create all this, all these toys and technology and machines. So life can be easier. So you just went through this rough childhood. Why are you about to be like, well, I went through that. My kid gotta go through it. Why do they gotta go through it? What? Just to see happen. What? 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 Make it make sense. Come on, man. Like, no. Like, don't do that. Like, it's easy, man. Like, yeah. Children make parents are hard, man. Like, teach them life lessons. Teach them right or wrong. Teach them, you know, not to be somebody that looks down on others. You know, teach them the, the worth and value of the materialistic things that are non-material. Teach them all those things, but, you know, still make sure that they can get Get whatever they want, have whatever they want. And I want, like, if you think about the difference between the black child and the white child, since we're focusing on parenting, the only real big difference is the fact that, bro. She was going crazy on that Facebook. 
I cannot believe you just said you're an apex. Okay, so let's not judge my parenting skills right now. But <laughs> um, <laughs> um they set their kids up for to be successful. Like they literally set their children up to be successful. White people pass down houses, money, land. They have um, bank accounts set up. Great grannies. Oh yeah, my, my my great granny just died, and I just got her her ring that was worth a uh, half a million dollars. Like what? Like why are that is why they are still successful is because I don't even they put their grannies and stuff in in homes quick as a mug, but oh. granny still left them some bread. Okay, like they keep their money within themselves, and that is why they are successful, and they set their kids up. To be successful based off of that. And don't get me wrong, we did have a setback because of slavery. So, and because of the laws that were in place that did not allow us to have land and did not allow us to do those things. But now, what, four or five generations? We, we know all of the things that have prohibited us in the past to do anything. We know all of those. If you, you have the knowledge to know these things, so use that knowledge and utilize it the right way. And set your kids up, set them it's, up. It's not, like y'all make it. I get it. Y'all don't want to. That's the thing. You don't want to. Cause now you're like, damn, they they about to live better than me. And again, back to what I said, that's hundred percent your fault. At take care of your kids so they'll take care of you yeah. though. What's wrong with that? At some point, you gotta you gotta heal from what, what happened with your parents. And all right, this is what happened. I know what happened. I was hurt by it, but I gotta make sure that they don't they don't see that. Let's stop setting our kids up to inherit the struggle. Yeah. Like, what? What's glamour? What's so glamorous about struggling? And that's the thing with black people in, in, in the past, and not even just the past. Y'all think that, and I see this all day long, is uh, with uh, black people that are more uh, financially advanced. Mm-hmm. Struggle is not a part of our culture. It's woo. Say that again. Struggle, not, struggle is not a part of our culture. So. It's stop, not. Stop it is that, not. Stop that a kid or your child has to go through some type of struggle just to be uh, normal. To be accepted as a black person. It's, because why? It's okay for them to inherit millions, all right? Yeah. Man, that, that's your daddy, man. Okay. Instead of being mad at me, go talk to your daddy. Where your money at? Where pops there for you? Stop getting mad because people don't struggle. Stop glorifying the struggle. The like struggle y'all make the struggle yeah. look like y'all make it look good. Like y'all make it look like I don't want to say y'all. We make it look like it's something that you to, you to, it's a it's a prize or it's a stepping black, stone. So which I do is to be black is to struggle. So then therefore, if you struggle and then you make it out then you're the best black person ever. But if you never struggled, you never had that, that middle piece, you never struggled, you strictly were inherited millions of this and third, then you're not black. Oh, you ain't black. You, you grew up in a, in a, in a uppity neighborhood and this and that and time. And we, we, we tend to equate blackness with the struggle, which which is the, the total, like, it's actually, I blame education because the education system made us think that slavery was the beginning of our culture. When really we weren't derived from no struggle, baby. When we was in Africa, we was top notch, okay? Kings and queens, royalty. 
So when we got educated that that we we overcame slavery and we overcame this and we overcame civil rights and so we think that it is in our DNA to overcome, which it is. It's cool. I, I promise. Can't you? Girl, come on. Um, but like it it is part of our story, but it's not part of our culture. It is not. Our our success, our culture, who we are as black people does not derive from the struggle. I'm glad we're on the struggle because I, I had a lot of people in in my years I've done a lot of changes in my life. And a lot of people be like, Man, you ain't you ain't you ain't the same no more. You ain't I'm not supposed to be the same person. That's the whole point. You can't get mad that I found a way to to break those chains of, of, of poverty or, or, or being trapped into the, into the to the black man struggle. You can't, you can't be mad that I found that way out. You can ask me how to get out. But as other black men have don't show it. Don't get mad that somebody else has, has changed their life to not fit that black stereotype. Like we fit the black stereotype, then we get mad that we fit that stereotype that people place on us. But then when somebody gets out of that stereotype or break that stereotype, you get mad that they broke the stereotype. Make it make sense, it's called each one reach one each one reach one each one teach one like when you you're supposed to find your way out and you're supposed to not forget where you came from you're supposed to reach back you're supposed to cultivate you're not supposed to people believe that once you become successful you're supposed to just hand out a hundred thousand dollars to the hood and that's why everybody get mad when we got a black president and black people still struggling but that's not that's so, not the way if, things work. If y'all never if y'all never read the book, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Ooh, that's such I, a good I book. I would recommend y'all to do so. Such a good and book. So one quote was it's, I'm, I'm gonna read off a couple things that that he he said in that book that uh that stuck with me. It's always gonna stick with me now because he said that um for one we're not financially we're not financially uh, literate, so we're ignorant when it comes to money. We lack knowledge when it comes to money. Just because. Yeah, if you haven't heard the, the story "More Money, More Problems," or that 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 uh, that saying, and basically what that is, just because you have more money, don't mean that you're gonna get out of your your struggles or anything like that. Because now you have more money, you can buy more things that you want, and now since that you can do that, you're gonna put yourself in more debt, or you're gonna lose your money faster because now you have more money to get the the things that you want. And the the two things that that messes up messes us up with that is fear and greed. Great. Oh. Bills do. I'm afraid that I can't pay my bills. I'm afraid that I can't do this and the third because my money is there. Then when you get your little, you get your little check and you check a little bit more, and they're like, damn, I can pay my bills and I can go do this. That's that's a major issue in the black community because we don't cycle our money. We just spend it. We don't have no intentions of our money getting back to us. Every time you you should have double the income that you have of money flowing out. So anytime you're spending some money, you should only be spending that money if you know you're going to get two times that amount back to you within that same cycle. Oh, again, if you can't buy something two or three times over the time that you purchase it, you can't afford it. Ooh, so, child. I'm you. guilty. I'm not even going to lie to you. Which, like I said, I'm not, I'm not the most, you know, I'm not the most financially free guy, but I mean, I'm, I'm learning. So that's another, that's a major issue in the black community, right? I don't knock nobody for what they do. I don't judge nobody. But if you got two hundred dollars, you gonna spend that on two hundred dollar Jordans, and then next week you got two hundred dollar light bills. You can't pay that. 
you know, you see, we, you see, we fucked up at, but I can't tell people how to spend their money. But I, you know, that's these are just cycles that I'm saying like with, within black parents and black in the black community, we have to because black parents do the same thing. I buy my kids all this, like, what, what you should, but then again, you don't teach them the like I said, teach them the values of these things. You can say that, man, the values, they are gonna misuse it, and if they misuse it. And are you teaching them to invest? Like, are you teaching them to have different hustles as far as forms of income? Are you teaching them to cultivate their talents, their passions, their gifts? Are you investing in them so that they can do this? Yes. If you have a kid that loves um playing the game or wherever, make them a YouTube account so that they can make money off of that. Like, help them help themselves. Prime example, when I was playing ball, whenever I did, because my dad's my daddy's team, but when I did see him and I bring up basketball, the first thing that come out of his mouth is, well, what are you going to do if you don't work? Stop doing that to your kids. Stop doing, you, you're killing the dream. Stop doing that to your kids. Nothing, I mean, you ain't got to tell them again, you're going to be the next Serena Williams or some shit. Well, you know what, you know, hype them up. Hype the kids. I just saw, who was that? No Iman Shumpert, just say that? Yeah. Like, yeah, he was talking about that on a podcast. Yeah, nobody else, nobody else is gonna hype your kids up, so or nobody else is gonna believe in them. So I mean, you might as well stop trying to crush. Just because your dreams don't work, stop trying to crush their dreams. Like, and that go back to that jealousy thing. Like, you're jealous of your kids that they're doing something that could possibly uh, give them growth. Now that doesn't mean that doesn't mean don't expose your kids to the reality of what are the statistics of going to the NBA and all of that. However, just let them know that. That means that you have to be that one in a million that's put in that work in order to get there. Sorry, sorry. We got a we got a pilot on the table. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. We got a on the table. It's caught on her body. Don't worry about that, Okay. But yeah, I mean, she going you know, hard, yeah. You know, tell you like, hey, this is this is the statistics of how to uh, get in the NBA. Your chances are like. But this is what we're gonna do to get you in there. Oh, I wanna use a quote too. This is what we're gonna do to get you in there. This is how you're gonna work for it. And then you also need to learn this. So if you do make it to the NBA and you do get this type of money, take this information because this is how you move your money, this is how you invest your money, this is how this is how credit works. So therefore, hey, if the NBA or or uh, or or their music career didn't work, now they have another way to do things like I, I couldn't make it there, but I got all this information about how to how to use my money. Now I know how to use my money. I can still be just as rich as an NBA player. I can still be just as rich as a, as a rapper. I can, you know, it's 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 a lot of ways to do it. And there's a lot of ways to plan it. But never talk down your kids. Not be negative for you know. Like, and speak all type of love and positivity. And I was just about to say that you literally have to speak those things. Like Ooh. affirmations are totally real you literally have to speak those things into existence for your child a lot of times we say like oh my granny's prayers are still working for me so you should be praying on your kids you should be praying on your kids kids i'm praying that zaya stop getting on my nerves right now um but yeah you should you should constantly be speaking greatness into their lives so they hear these things make them repeat after you if they're old enough to affirm themselves Make them before every time they wake up, before they eat their breakfast. I am strong. I am powerful. I am intelligent. For example, my oldest daughter, 
there is not a soul on this planet that can get shit that can convince her that she's not beautiful. She's not that so embedded into her mind or in drugs. She can say whatever she is, whatever, whatever you want. She wants you to find a thing anymore. She wants you to beautiful thing the way that you want. Like, you can't tell her nothing. Speak that positivity into that man like that. Because ain't nobody else going to do it, man. Like, you, you go out in the world, you already got people they at their school talking down on them. People, they see people on TV that got things that they don't have. So, you know, if nobody outside of their household is going to do it, at least speak something to them. So they got something to look forward to. Like, that is so powerful that can't nobody tell her nothing. I love that. I love that. That's how every child should be. Like, shouldn't nobody be able to take your child's joy, their confidence? Because that is literally what they're going to experience when they go outside of your four walls. So you should already have them into a point where they're invincible because there are mean kids out there who have mean parents and like we said hurt people hurt people so they didn't already hurt their kids she, she literally gets in trouble for using the word can't as she should like, she, I can't do this uh, I, you, you can't after, after this I guarantee you that she can't use that word in my eyes so you can do whatever you want I'll make sure you can do whatever you want as long as it fits the means of like in the society <laughs> where be out here like robbing stabbing shooting people Man, I don't, you know, what y'all think, man? I don't know. I think people make parenting a little too hard. Especially nowadays, people try to use parenting as like a status quo. Like, 